Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, in the Google Play Store, on YouTube, and on my website. You can find this episode at winnieanderson.com story. If you find this episode useful, please leave it a positive review on the platform where you found it, share it with those of your contacts who you feel would benefit from it, and be sure to subscribe at winnieanderson.com so you get new episodes sent to you when they're released. You'll also receive practical information, useful resources, and updates about events designed to move you past your obstacles and achieve your goals. As we move through our lives, we develop an ongoing monologue, a story that we tell ourselves as we move through our day and through our lives. This story is built on beliefs we've picked up from others in our lives and that we've created as we try to make sense of what we go through. As you'll discover in this episode, what we tell ourselves, our story, either sets us up for achievement or for struggle. It's up to us to recognize the story for what it is, a story, and choose what we'll focus on and what we'll let go of. My great friend and colleague, the brilliant Jeff Rock of SwiftRiverCoaching.com, helps us make sense of all this and begin the process of letting go what no longer serves us and amplify what does. Let me introduce you to Jeff. He's a career coach, brand storyteller, and certified personal branding strategist. Jeff's work helps professionals uncover, embrace, and make sense of their past to leverage it so it supports their career growth, transition to a new career, or to new business success. He's worked with survivors of toxic workplace environments, as well as entrepreneurs foraging new paths. His 25 plus years of corporate experience combined with his unique ability to see your potential, mine your past skills and accomplishments, and break free from the negative aspects of your story, enable him to coach and support you as you transition to create life and work that brings you joy and is true to your essence. I can tell you that working with Jeff gave me permission to follow my calling and to be true to who I really am. I love Jeff and his work. So listen in as Jeff shares what exactly story is and how it impacts goal achievement and success, where story comes from, what influences the story we tell ourselves as we age and navigate through the world. He gives tips to help us begin to recognize the story we have and that it needs to change, and how to decide what stories to share, who to share them with, and what to just let go of. As always, listen all the way through, and I'll share your reflection exercise and action step for this episode. So welcome, Jeff. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Winnie. I always enjoy our conversations, so thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. Let's just dive right in here. So first sure. of all, can you give folks the big picture of what you refer to as story and explains how, explain how that impacts our ability to then achieve our goals? Sure. So when you think story, there's the, there's the story that we all know, the, the folk tales that have a, a narrative arc to them, a hero 
Um, but but a broader definition is is um, stories can be anything that we tell ourselves that we um, any beliefs that we have that come from a, a sort of a mini narrative that we develop for ourselves. Um, the interesting thing about story is we we are wired to learn and experience the world through stories. Uh, and that's, that's been proven through uh, fMRI and, and recent neuroscience studies. And so as we learn through stories, we act upon them. And so story drives behavior. So when you think about things in terms of setting goals, um, objectives and things that you want to achieve in your life, you have to align your stories with those goals and objectives. Um, otherwise, the, the stories can be impediments. So stories can fuel progress and success, but they can just as easily and often do um, inhibit success and kind of put a damper on what we can achieve. Okay. So, uh, I w- and I want to touch on those those issues. You mentioned a couple of really great points there. So, how does it impair our ability to achieve? Well, let's just focus on the aspect of beliefs. So if we are, if there's something about ourselves or our world as we see it through our, our own glasses, the optics, if you will, um, if we have limiting beliefs that are embedded in those stories, then those are the things that we're going to act upon. Um, conversely, if we have confidence in ourselves because we've, our stories support that, um, that, that shifts the ability, that shifts the energy, and, and it opens up the opportunities to be successful. Okay. I mean, yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. So, that makes sense. No, that's okay. Only because the Super Bowl was yesterday, and I was reading some of the, the stories about it following up. And as most people probably know, the, the Patriots were way behind in the third quarter. But the quarterback, Tom Brady, believed that they could win, even into the fourth quarter. And he, he told that story to everybody, and, and it wasn't a new story to them. And his belief that they could win drove what was some – uh, considered to be nearly impossible, um, greatest greatest comeback in all of the NFL Super Bowl history. So, a lot of teams you get behind, and that's where you often have a, a blowout. Is we're losing, then the, the narrative internal narrative starts to become we can't win this, and then the energy drains out, and it's hard, it's just very difficult to to come out of that. But but. Um, the, the quarterback shifted the narrative in this case, and look at what happened. It, it just gave everybody um, peak performance. That is a really great example, and there are tons of them in sports history. You can, you know, if you're any kind of sports fan or you're at least aware of the pop culture of athletics and sports and even on a local standpoint, you know, we've all got our college teams and our, our local sports teams that are, are great stories on many levels, and that is a great story. And I think part of what it illustrates is that we're behind in the score, 
we are losing as a team, we're all, we are not losers, right? So the fact that right. we're behind in the score, which means that we're losing, is a fact. But we are not losers means that we can change that story. Would you say that's a fair ass- assumption? I would say that that's a fair assumption. To that, I would add, um, and I'll talk about framing further on, but the real challenge, the real enemy, as they put it, was the clock. We can, we can win. It's just a matter of how do we beat the, do it in the time we have left. Right. That's a different question from how are we going to come from way behind? How are we going to be you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on the Atlanta Falcons? All those are really different questions. But when you say, we've got this, but we have to do it quickly, that's a very different frame. And look at, look at the, the energy and focus that it produced. Right. Yeah. That, again, another great example. And I think it takes the question to a practical level rather than a focus on obsessing about can I do this and I you know it reminds me of uh, Apollo 13 and that great scene where they had to make some kind of filter and they had all these parts and and of course the great line that failure is not an option and it, it I think that that level of focus takes a lot of the emotion out of the situation that we can find ourselves in and then move forward factually to, okay, this is a problem and I'm going to fix it. Absolutely. Um, The fear and doubt um, doesn't enable you to marshal your resources. Um, Whereas the, the, the confidence story, that, that quick vision story of this is what we have to do. We have to make this work. And so that was where all the focus was. And, yeah, that was a great movie. That was one of the best movies ever made for that scene alone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk then about where story comes from. Because, of course, you know, Tom Brady's a champion for a reason. And and so you have somebody who might be watching this saying, you know, well, that's them. They're these superhuman astronauts or astronauts for a reason. NFL quarterbacks are quarterbacks for a reason. Not everybody can do that. So where does the story come from? And then how do we develop the ability to tell this more powerful story to focus on a problem? The stories are cumulative. We've been hearing them since we could manage language. And because I think no one really fully understood the impact of stories and what people say to other people. And, you know, I'm thinking parents and teachers and coaches and um, employers, but we pick up all these things along the way and it becomes part of our larger narrative. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, most of us were not brought up with, um, the f- level of support that would be ideal, you know, come on, you can do this and, you know, helping people achieve goals and, and creating that solid foundation of an origin story that supports wherever they, that person wants to take themselves. The, the real challenge with all of this though, is it's accumulated at, at a subconscious level and then acted upon at a subconscious level so that, 
those stories kind of kick off. The little tape in the head um, starts playing and gives a really negative message. And that's taken as truth. And it's, till, and it's not until you really challenge that story or understand, become aware of the fact that it is a story that you're carrying right. um, until such time as you recognize that, then um, you're, you're somewhat a slave to it. You know, right. we can't handle that which we can't put a name to. We can't change it. But if we understand that it's a story, now we understand that it's something we can change. If you can name the story, you can change the story and then decide, is this a, a story I want to keep? Is this a story I want to get rid of? Or is this something that's just closed that needs to have the next chapter rewritten? Right. Okay. So, and, and you know, we're not blaming anybody. We're not. You know, some people have experienced abuse. Some people have just experienced normal, uh, a relatively normal, in air quotes, childhood. Yep. But so we're just tossing things out here. But as children, where we're most vulnerable and and um, I guess probably easy, easily uh, influenced by what we hear and what we're told, right? By the adults who are in our world who are in control of our lives to, to a large degree, right? So we have parents, we have, we have older siblings, we've got other adults that are in our sphere of living. We go into school and we start hearing things as well, right? So we hear that we can't as a child, right? That was something right. that I heard all the time that, you know, you can't do that. You're, you're not smart. You're stupid. You're, you know, and you're ad, you know, nauseam, uh, negativity. Then, you know, I went to school and I had proof that I, I wasn't stupid, right? But I would mm-hmm. see things that, or I would be told things that, like, I had a teacher once, I wanted, or my guidance counselor, I wanted to take an art class. And he said, oh, you don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you don't, because you're not creative. So you need to focus <laughs> on this, right? I, that's, oh, really? Wow. Okay, I thought I I thought I was. Well, I'd like to try. No, no, you don't want to do that. So then, you know, you go into now you're into working and you start hearing what you can and can't do by others, right? So is is that how this kind of stuff gets layered and we start owning it? Yes. So recently I've been th- I've been thinking about this a lot and I think the perfect metaphor that I've come to is uh from the Harry Potter movies, the sorting hat. Um, and if you haven't seen the movies, uh, the movie Harry Potter goes in to Hogwarts and everybody has to be sorted into one of the, the different schools. And so they put on the sorting hat that decides which way they're going to go. And that happens to us all the time, all the time. As a, as a species, we want to sort everything in, out, you there, you over here, um, and group them and separate them, which I suppose could be really helpful, uh, except for the fact that so very frequently the sorting hat turns out to be very, very misguided and just inaccurate. And so we take that sorting because it's usually from someone in, in an authority figure and we react to it, accept it as our truth, and then those behaviors that we 
do because of we're reacting to the sorting hat. Um, it just kind of builds upon itself and we keep going down kind of the wrong path instead of taking a step back and challenging the, the truth of it. Right. And that, and that happens as employees as well, as we hear all of these labels that people put on us and as we're faced with this bizarre interpersonal experience that is work and often and we could go off on for days about this topic alone but we won't that we can have abusive bosses who are adding to our story in a negative way and creating some issues around that can you can you share just quickly what what kind of impact an abusive work environment can have on the story that you tell yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, it's, it's endemic in companies that use a, a forced ranking process um, because, you're, because the numbers have to align and that you're ranked against everybody else and you have to fall into a particular category, the narrative that goes with it has to support the rating. And so you're really forcing managers to give negative feedback when it's not necessarily deserved. Um, and that gets, that starts to get to our, our identity and that identity is a big subject, but um, how we identify ourselves and how we see ourselves makes a difference in how we relate to other people. Uh, and so if you're under, if you're under um, any kind of a situation where you're feeling oppressed or bullied or really undervalued, um, it affects your sense of identity around yourself as a provider. And so it affects your interaction with your family. And if you were to go and look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what happens really is that effect pushes you down into the lower levels where you're, now you're thinking about basic safety issues instead of moving towards growing and moving into a place of self-actualization, you kind of cramp down to the bottom again. And so it affects really everything you do. Then it affects your sleep and then, then it affects your immune system. And it's, it's really a downward spiral spiral. So how about sharing then some tips for or strategies to begin to even recognize that we've got this story that and it needs to change. So I think the best way to see them and recognize them is to train someone to be a story listener for you. And the reason I say that is because we're living inside of our heads. We're not we're operating on these stories and we're not aware of them. You know, I, I still have some that even, even with all the work I do around this, I've, I've come across stories that I've been carrying for decades. So we're able to, we're able to articulate things about our past and our stories, but we don't recognize it when it's coming out of our own mouth. Someone has to be listening to it. And reflect it back. Right. And I've done this with lots and lots of classes where I've um, been teaching um, master's groups in counseling, and I just put people together. And I have them tell a story about a success or something. 
And the, the thing is that most people um, will start putting in qualifiers. Well, I, I just did this. I don't like the word just. Yep. Or we, you know, I did this as part of, you know, this larger group and they'll downplay their contributions um, instead of recognizing the value of them. And so someone else really has to listen to you talk about your stories. And it can be, it can be a good friend. Um, it can be someone that you decide you're going to make this story packed with, if you will, kind of like uh, accountability partners, just someone to share stories. It's pretty, once you get the hang of it, and it doesn't take long, like I said, this is usually a 10-minute exercise in one of the classes I do. Just like, here's some basic rules. I, you know, the listener listens and watch for words that are um, qualifying or where the person is actually diminishing their roles or capabilities and reflect that back to them. Um, over and over and over, what happens, what comes out of this is two things. One, someone recognizes a story and owns it and all of the positivity that goes with it. The other thing that almost invariably happens with everyone is that in the telling of the story, they find a connection that they didn't know was there. And so it's really a win-win. Um, you're able to identify some of the things that are holding you back. And you also make a connection with another human being. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful experience to share that kind of information and then allow someone to point that out to you. And then, wow, I think the conditioning is so deep that we often don't even realize that we said those things out loud. Yes. So I do think that that's a great strategy for everybody to adopt. And I think that it's, it's probably likewise easier for us to start tuning into what others are saying and hearing their story, right? You can do it probably with your, if you have children, if you have friends that you talk to on a regular basis, you can start tuning in. You know, I'm really hypersensitive to when some of my accountability partners will, will call themselves stupid or will really insult themselves and the effort that they're making when, in fact, they should be celebrating. So that's something that I'm particularly sensitive to. But the, that I think that's great information. So one of the things that I personally really wrestled with, especially after the work we did together, um, was the issue of what stories do I need to share as part of my bio or overall marketing and what stories don't I need to share. And I think that can be especially hard when you've never shared anything and now, and you're trying to put on, they're almost like new clothes, you know, trying to figure out what's going to work and present you in the world in the way you want to be. Can you share any thoughts on that, choosing what, what stories become a, an important part of the narrative moving forward. So I think the first, the first thing to do is uh, get the, get the sorting hat working on the stories um, themselves. So what, what are the ones that you want to keep? And so what, what stories do you want to keep? And you want to keep anything for yourself that's generative. um, That's, more life than, than 
life diminishing. Um, you want to keep things that help you with your identity to understand really who you are, what drives you, what's at your core, the story of you. Um, and then some of them need to go into the stop telling category, but it might be a stop telling everybody, but maybe keep it to share with certain people. So the important aspects of it, the people need to know to understand about who you are, um, that maybe show some vulnerability, but by the same token, or give them something to make a connection with, then that's probably something I would share. If it's something that's really deep and personal and hurtful, <clears throat> I'd set it aside until such time as I was speaking one-on-one -on -one with someone and you needed that story to make the connection to get the message to that other person. Guess what? You're not the only one. In fact, there's lots and lots of us. Okay. So the, it's, it's a choice and it's situational. Okay. But I think that, you know, if you, if you categorize them that way, and then those, those become the start telling these stories, um, the ones that do show your vulnerability, but also show your vision, um, your lessons learned, um, give kind of a, a map of your journey so far, as it were, and shows the um, identity. Because there's, I hate the word inspirational just because it's been used so much, but inspirational. We need ins inspirational stories. Yours is very inspirational. Um, I've been inspired by it, and and it's it's something that I think would be great for you to put out there, just so you can gather the people to you who need to hear it, without getting too personal. But some of the really deeply personal ones, and I've shared. There's some stories I've only told to one person, um, but it was it was told with a with the intent and, and purpose. Okay. So there, it, it does, it does. And I love the image of the sorting, that there are going to be stories that become part of your overall message of why, why you, right? I always talk about the three questions that you need to answer. Why you, why this, why now? why you're the, the person, why your solution is right, and why now is the time to act. So that so there are core stories that make you you, right? I am a child, adult survivor of child abuse. I'm a uh, also a survivor of workplace abuse and now and then I have the physical injury as well that adds to the, the trauma that I lived. So that in general is a platform of why me, right? And then so yeah. I think that everybody needs to to think about that. What what stories make them them and make them the person who does the work they do? Then there are these illustrative stories, right? And they're going to help uh, emphasize a point that you're trying to make perhaps and then build a connection and resonate with the audience, whoever that person might be, right? Yeah, so, so you've got some stories of challenge and difficulty. 
And there's an intersection of all of those. And people who see something like this, well, I had this traumatic event and I had this rough start of a childhood. And then later I had my adult version of my earlier childhood stuff. Um, and, you know, most people have this, this, um, you know, the multiple touch points of things that have gone wrong. But then, it, you know, but then again, it comes down to now's a good time to reframe it and look back and make sense of it all. Yeah, that's great, too. And, and Tony Robbins has uh, there's some video of Tony Robbins going around where um, he's talking to somebody who has experienced abuse. And of course, he's a child of abuse himself. And he talks about that if you're going to take the negative from that, you have to accept that there was a positive that came out of that. And I think that really illustrates also the power of story and how we're in control of, of what we're going to do with that story, how we're going to frame it and how we're going to use it to either limit us or as a springboard to move forward. Framing is critical. Framing is almost everything. Um, Shankar Vedantam and his uh in his podcast hidden brain did a piece on this recently and it was really good so i would recommend uh, i can't think of the name of that one but it was relatively recent um, right. about someone had this horrible accident and what happened after that it's chilling but but it, it does look at the whole idea of framing Okay, great. And when I put this episode on the website, I'll include a link to that episode, as well as some of the other things that we, all the other things that we've mentioned um, in our conversation. Jeff, I want to thank you for being with me today. Your information is always so awesome. I always get so many ahas when we're talking. What's the best way for people to reach out to you, to connect with you, to learn more? Because if you have an opportunity to work with Jeff, you need to take it. He will really help you recognize your story, embrace what needs to be embraced, and dump what isn't working. So how, what's somebody's next step for you? So next step would be to go to my website, swiftrivercoaching.com. Um, and there is a place to sign up on the first page on the right. And if you sign up, um, then I'll have your contact information. You'll have access to a, a previous video I did with Winnie. And then I would suggest going down on my first page. There's a, I offer a free consultation. And so there's a place to book that and we can talk and see if I can, um, be able Outstanding. So thank you, and thank you for, for uh, listening and watching this. I know the, the audio, at times we had some problems with it, but I appreciate your patience. And I definitely encourage you to reach out to Jeff. So thanks for listening and watching. This has been Winnie Anderson with another episode of The Courageous Entrepreneur, and we will catch you in another episode soon. Well, I hope you found that useful. I can't say enough good things about Jeff and his work. It's just simply powerful. Remember, if you like the information and found this information useful, please share it and the show with your connections, clients, and communities. You can subscribe at winnieanderson.com and get new episodes sent to you when they're released, and you'll also receive information, strategies, and resources to help you break free from self-doubt, 
fears, and disempowering patterns and break through to create the thriving solo business or micro firm you dream of. Okay, your reflection exercise. I think the first place to start is to tune into your story. What do you tell yourself and what do you tell others? Is there some sort of thread that goes through everything you think about yourself and your abilities? This can be hard to do at first, but eventually you get the hang of it. It's like having an out-of-body experience, really. To get started, listen in to what you say to yourself and when you think about doing something that makes you uncomfortable. How do you feel and what are you saying? One of the things I started to notice about myself was that I was incredibly self-critical, which of course didn't make me feel good. Okay, now your action step. I've got a couple of them actually for you. First is to track what you tell yourself over the course of a week and notice what it is you tell yourself, when do you say it, and how does it make you feel? And if you haven't listened to the episode titled Challenge Your Thoughts, Change Your Life with Grace Bell, then you need to listen to that too. I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes for this one. You can find the show notes for this episode at winnieanderson.com story. So there you have it. I hope this episode helps you to recognize the story that dominates your life and begin to create a new empowering story so you can achieve your goals and create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. Remember, visit winnieanderson.com club to learn about the growing community of entrepreneurs who are working together in small groups to achieve their goals in a supportive environment and find out when the next group enrollment begins. Remember, you're capable of so much more than you think you are. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on another episode soon.